Do you ever look at someone and wonder what is going on inside their head? Welcome to Strictly Forbidden Flavors Podcast. Hosted by Marcus Edwards, co-host Zoom, and featured guest. We hope you enjoy today's episode full of grown and sexy, grown and sexy, down and dirty, dirty, adult-minded content. All unscripted with no hidden agendas. Let the flavor begin. What's up, everybody? We are back with another episode of Strictly Forbidden Flavors. And uh, we're here today. It's Father's Day weekend soon-ish, ish, around the corner, like a little bit. And it's time for us fathers to get not shit. You're not getting anything like we always do. We'll get our little, you know, pat on the back or whatever. We know, we know, we know, we know how it is, but I'm, that's not what the conversation is going to be. I'm sorry. I'm coming in all grumpy and stuff, but. Yeah, we're back with another one. Me and Zone here. And uh, say what's up to everybody, Zone. Say, no, I'm not. This is not a solo episode. I'm talking to myself. You know, gonna say I am. You know I was going to say it. Caught her. Got her. <laughs> I got her. See, I've been doing it so long. I already know what she's going to say already. But yeah, before we get to our main topic, though, yeah, hey, Zone, what you think about uh, what you think about our girl Lori, Lori Harvey, man? She's been uh, she been trending in the in the headlines, and I know a lot of people got a lot. Of, I've been seeing a lot of mixed reactions on on her as a person. And you know, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. Devil's advocate here is because uh, I just don't think that energy would be the same if it was a man that was, you know, that would do. Whenever you date somebody's son and daddy, that's just like y'all can't give, y'all don't keep on giving this this woman no excuse to my oh she young she this and that. Because the future was dating somebody's mama and they, and, and her daughter, y'all would say that that he's a dog, and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. So like I know that for sure. Now I'm not saying the young lady has to get married. I've never said that, but her body count is like she don't last past a year with nobody. Is she really dating? Because what what like what what is? Well, I think we had we had a, a conversation about this though. What's considered dating? And you just with somebody because like you should date with intent. That's what I think, right? Like you dating with some intent. You ain't just dating this to. Take well, maybe her intent was to fucking get famous, take pictures, and be in the headlines. Because what's your intent? Because after a while, you know, it's it's playing house or whatever. Like how long? How long are you supposed to date before you somebody be like, all right, cool, let's take this further? Because everybody making it seem like, oh, Michael B. Jordan, he's thirty five and she's twenty five. She ain't ready yet, nigga. She started dating him. They ain't stop her from dating him when he his age. So now why it's gonna it's gonna stop him from wanting to take it further? Like I don't get that. Am I, am I being like a old? crabby male here or you know like like what what what's, what what you think about it? i don't know well two folds we've already had this discussion there's a difference between courting and dating right dating means that you you really know you have no ties or obligation there's no long term no longevity to it courting is when you know you want to make a commitment for long term possible i mean merge see it's a difference but here's my always my take on it everybody's giving her an excuse I can't give her a pass because here is the thing that we keep coming back to in the black community. She, you, she's okay with having 
fun. They say jo Michael B. Jordan wanted a long-term relationship. She did, didn't. But here is the, the flip side of that. We're going to give her excuse. Oh, she's 25. She got enough time. Okay, she has enough time for what? Because here is how I'm going to see it. So you're saying it's okay for the Futures, the P. Diddy's, the, the Justin Combs, the 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 who else, Nelly, or whoever else that ran up in her, then took her out to eat, then courted her. It's okay for those bad boys to get all the goods from her, all the, 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 the what you call it, the, the tight coochie from her. But once all that is mm -hmm. said and done and she's in her 30s, now you want the Michael B. Jordan's, the, uh, uh, what you call it, uh, a Sierra's man. Uh, uh, I can't never think of his name. You know I'm trouble with his name. Uh, yeah, Russell Wilson. You want the Russell Wilsons to pick up the pieces after all the bad boys that got the good parts of her. Now you want the good guy to pick up the leftover pieces. I don't want community pussy after everybody that got it and it's already the mm. flat now and it's thinned out. It's like getting a used car. Mm. You don't want a used car after it had five owners. It didn't reach this hundred thousand mm. miles. Then you want to go. Oh, I'm going to go on and sell it to somebody and think they're going to want to get a high price for something that five people don't already roll through. They done put the dents in it. They done done the mm. crashes. They done put all the bumps, mm. bruises, and, and whatever shit stains in the car. You don't want that in the relationship. I don't think she deserves a pass because she's going to be high mileage by the time she's in her 30s. She done have been mm. ran through, but well, we done named at least four or five people. You done dated a daddy and a son. Why would I want you now? You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, here's the flip side. Everybody talked about, and I'm using her because here's the flip side. When Cassie was doing it, she was only with Diddy. Everybody go like, oh, she, uh, Cat Diddy done had that. Now she want to go to the good guy and, you know, marry a, 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 a trainer that's not making Diddy money. But she wasn't, it does, we've never heard about her being ran through by four or five or six guys. She got in while she was still young, had a couple of babies with his brother. Now she's living happy. He may not have Diddy's money, but she still went while she was young. Lori B. Harvey, what is she going to be showing at 30? What money have we heard her save up? And I heard she started trying to start her little skin line. But if it doesn't pan out, then what does she have? She doesn't see the world, but what did she get from these brothers? What can she get to take into her next relationship at 30? High mileage? They're going to keep on making excuses for her until she runs the option. And, and, and I'm just, my personal thing is, I don't, I don't, I'm not even going off her looks either. She ain't even all that to be like, I, I just feel, I feel like, I feel, I feel like when Drake, when Drake said his little line, that, that, that gave her a lot of boost with the young community. Well, I think what was it, uh, what he say? Uh, oh, he said, "I got Lori, I got Lori Harvey on my wish list." You know, he's that's, that's one of his, his one of his songs with Meek Mill. Or oh, yeah, that's he, he right. Shot, he shot, he shot it out, and everybody start, you know, just kind of like, oh, you know, because Drake, Drake is super like influential and stuff, and the young kids like, I'm like, bro, because like, she ain't even all like she ain't even all that, and um, you know, people was just, I think I saw a post or something like that, somebody that was saying Michael B. Jordan is the no, like no, no kids. Uh, got a lot of money. Uh, good look, like you know, good looking. You know, as they yeah. say, all, all the, all the thing. I mean, beauty is not to behold, but like he ain't no bad looking brother. You know what I'm saying? Like he ain't looking all rough. He ain't looking all rough and like drugged out or like look, looking like striking none. You know what I'm saying? So like, if somebody like him is not enough for her, who like who? 
who do some of these women be thinking? They think they're going to really get a knight in shining, shining armor when you done dated somebody's son and daddy. Who do you think, like, I think the expectations for what a lot of women think are way above. Even when these ones be on this bad bitch status is what they want to call it, they still be superficial as hell thinking they about to get some, what, version six feet tall, million dollar man. So if he, if he all of that, why the hell do he want you? Like, what do you bring? Like, he going to want multiple of you. He going to be feeling like, I just don't understand the mentality because people, when people start getting involved into love and materialism and, and, you know, and loving things, you know what I'm saying? Like, people going to overlook, people going to overlook you. You ain't, you, you, you know, you ain't, you ain't really, you ain't really shit. Like, you ain't really, what, what's going to stop, what's going to stop somebody like that with all that going for themselves for, they going to think, oh, I can get multiple of you. They going to, they going to get the big head, big, you know, the, the, what's it called? The big head complex. So I think a lot of people's expectations is, is, is way over their head. And for Lori Harvey to think, oh, I don't want to, I'm going to keep on, I, I want to keep on dating. So who you going to, anybody that's with her knows either two things, right? It's either they know she going to be, I'm going to get in what I can get in for however long, however long it is, right? And she ain't got that much, she ain't got that much time left till she's 30. She only got about five more years. <laughs> so she only got maybe six. I think she's about to be 26. She ain't got that much longer. So everybody can acting like she's 18 or 21 about to get married. 25 is is, is not, it's, it's a ripe age to get married. Sorry. You know what I'm saying? So like, because once you get 30, that's when you no know, childbearing and stuff becomes a little more difficult. She, you know, woman's body and stuff like that. So like, everybody can like, she's just like 21 and got so much life ahead of her. So what should she wait till she's 27? Like, no, like y'all put a number on somebody make commitment. And the fact that he wanted to be committed to her, and the fact that she left him that easy shows that what she that's what I think more so than anything. The fact like so say he wanted to be with her, marry her, something like that. The fact that she I bet you she's the one that broke up, I guarantee you. Cause most men, if he wants that, he ain't gonna say, Oh, I don't want you no more because you ain't wanna marry me. I that just don't make no sense to me. Like that's like me that's like me saying, Hey son, I wanna I wanna marry you. Do let me down. I'll be mad at you, but I ain't gonna say let's break up and not not I'm still trying to understand what's going on. She probably was like, Nah, I don't wanna get married. I think it's best we go our separate, you know, it's we go our separate ways and broke and just broke it off. Cause she knew that's when I was. She didn't want that from the beginning. She didn't want that from the beginning, and they didn't establish that in the, in the, in the beginning. And now she being who she is, and he he ignored all of the all of the rumors, all of the drama. Cause she had drama and stuff surrounding her before she got to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the hell are you looking for? I don't know. So I ain't. I, ain't, I don't know if he I, ignored I, the drama, but like I said, it, that saying you can't turn a hole into a housewife everybody figured they could look Kanye tried to turn Kim into one and again did not work but for Lori Harvey I just feel like at the end of the day it was more of a clout thing they used each other I'm just going to be honest they used each other he was trying to kill rumors that he does not he but he dates black she was trying to kill the rumors that she's not a hoe but they, they kind of like used each other Cause she had a track record. Come on, man. She all that with the who was it? The Kardashians. She had the um thing with what's it? The Kardashians. Um um, who was it? She had the thing with that 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 this all came down to the fact that they had a separate Chloe. Cause remember she was with uh one of the Kardashian men, and it, was it Tristan? Mm-hmm. Was it Tristan that that, that she had the issue with? I want to say it was Chloe that she had the issue because they were girls at first. But my thing is. She was trying to downplay the fact that whatever went on with her and Chloe. Now that it then came out and everybody forgot about it, and she looks like this, this, this it girl. 
Now you're going to say, um, oh, okay, she's good to go now. We don't forget about that. No, we didn't all forget about it. But it's certain people that we choose to overlook stuff with because this is Steve Harvey's daughter. I don't give a damn who she is. She's still a hoe. A hoe is a hoe. Mm-hmm. You, you just can't take the mm-hmm. hoeism out of because of who her people's is. She's still going to be who mm-hmm. she is. But like I said mm-hmm. again, but they use each other, so I don't see no love lost. He's going to bounce back. The only thing he had, he did was he proved I date black women. Now he can prove I'm going to go back to a white woman because black women ain't shit. Black women ain't loyal. She carried me. This is why I was dating black white women in the first. That's all she did was help validate what Kevin Samuel said. I'm going to keep going with your man. She she helped validate everything he said about the black woman. The ones who stepped the the high. Everything that the Godfather said about the... the I'm going to just say Kevin Samuels. I ain't going to say Godfather. (laughs) But you get it. But you see what I'm saying? To be honest, she did. She she validated everything he said about black women not marrying. Black women have longevity in relationships. Black women that don't know how to be loyal. This is why he was saying black men need to date outside their race. I'm, and like mm. I said again, I don't like the brother too much. I don't hate the brother. But every time we try to defend the sister, people stuff like this happens to make his 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 case even stronger. <laughs> make it make his theory right. Yeah, they they proving them right. So, exactly. I mean, when when you proving somebody right, and then you you hate and other people hating them, like he must be saying something that's got some. In their feelings, or somebody feeling some type of way because they relate. If it don't relate to you, Kevin Samuels is, is he, he can't. What can, what can he really like? He, he can't really nudge or bother you, but some stuff yeah. he said triggered people because they thought it was personal. They took it personal. Yeah, I didn't, but he proves them right. See, it's not me, mm-hmm. but he does prove that that stereotypical of what the black woman you know what they say about the black woman. Whenever we see a black man run to a white woman's arm, what's the first thing he say is, I was trying to date her, she didn't want me because I was a good guy. Now, what is he going to do? Run to that white woman that's going to, they going, he going to feel like that's going to validate or value him being a good guy. And she's going to look at her like 20 years from now. Well, you know, you had a good guy, Michael B. Jordan, but look, he's with a white woman now. He's with one of those Kardashian types. You see what I'm saying? I can't be mad at the brother, but she just proves and validates what we keep trying to stir, we keep trying to steer away from as black women. She keeps pushing that narrative. She's just one out of 20, but she's enough. She's a prime example of that narrative. Mm-hmm. I just can't wait to all of the ones that thought this 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 thought whole life. I want to see who gonna be success. If Cardi B is the gauge of success with everybody who would like think a hoe gonna be turned to a housewife, and I I don't even know if Cardi B was like a ho ho. She was a stripper. I guess that's ho ish, ho ish, ho like you know. But she when she when she got fame, she ain't been a, a public like famous hoe. She been doing ho ho ish like talking and stuff like that. But she she was the one who. No state in her marriage and all that shit like this. So I just want to see like I'll, I'll be trying to gauge all this city girls and all these thotties and all this fuck nigga free all that shit like that. I want to see in ten fifteen years where they gonna be at. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody's saying all this stuff, making all these anthems of talking about they don't need nobody and they happy about themselves and stuff like that. I want to see the success stories. I want to see what what is life like when you like when you carry yourself this way this whole time or past your whole prime. What is the end goal? What success look like? You know what I'm saying? Because exactly. because right now we don't have nothing. Everybody's like in the moment right now. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's in the, in the moment, but we don't see no like. Think about it. if you think Nia Long was thought when she was a uh, when she was young, or Taraji uh Taraji P. Henson was thought when she was young. Do you think they would be as elegant and as coveted as they are now? Hell no, they would be no P- people still like Nia Long and all them all the people that we watched growing up when they were young. 
because of the way they carried themselves when they was you no know, at those middle ages and stuff like that. I don't you know think they were like, hoes. I've never seen them carry themselves anything less than a woman. Like and, and, and that's what I'm saying. And that's that's my point. I'm saying. And the also, reason you said they were hoes. No, 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 no. I said the way they carried themselves. I said if they were hoes back oh. in they back in their prime, do you think they would be covered in respect? Everybody be like, oh no. Like think about think about when uh, uh, Superhead is, is is 50, 60 years old, or or you know, or any of the, or Pinky or anybody like that that's been doing like then that did they dirt. Ain't nobody gonna be look how they do pinky now. Look, I ain't oh, even I, that, that's, her. bro, bro. Like you gotta think about pinking her prime. She probably was in everybody's cell phone. Look how they look how they turned on her now. Cause boy, the, undefeated. Boy, I'm, I'm talking. They they come for like boy, like she ain't done nothing for nobody. She forgotten. Now she just foreign started out of shape or whatever. Look, you know, don't you know what I'm saying? But Nia Long and them, I still see people. Like oh man, I, I love Nia Long, but you know they still covered that because she carried. People don't see that shit. She carries her like a woman. She carried. She was still sexy. You know she was still has a personality. She still was pretty, but she wasn't out here just busting it wide open and f this, f that. You know what I'm saying? She wasn't that way. And even in their prime years, like I mean, even in their older years, they're still covered by people because of the fact how they carried themselves. That's the longevity game right there. But see, those are actors. Have- we talking about rappers and singers. Lori Harvey is even- nothing. She's not even a. I mean, I'll be real. Besides Steve Harvey being her stepfather, what is she? She wasn't a. She wasn't a singer. She wasn't a rapper. She wasn't a movie star. She wasn't anything besides Steve Harvey's stepdaughter. So I don't see. I mean, we're so I can see like this: the training that 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 law. I'm not gonna say not Laura London. Uh, Taraji P Henson them got is totally different than what than what these girls are being trained with now. Like, you know, right. I think right. that, like we say again, we live in a different time, a different upbringing. Uh, if you could see, I'm telling you, if you remember, I was probably, back then we watched the Watson stories on 60 Minute. We didn't understand them. We were young. We didn't pay attention to them. Now that I'm older and I'm still, I'm on YouTube watching old um, segments on 60 Minutes about the black people, you really understand the change in the dynamics. You really understand what what you just said, the elegance in which you were trained in. A lot of women in the 70s and 80s that were on welfare, most of them tried to make something of themselves. They were trying to mm-hmm. grow beyond. A lot of them were on welfare but were still working and things like that. Now you have a different narrative of how we view it. They're looking at welfare like a pride and joy thing. Back then, women were ashamed of it, but they had to rely on it. Now women are proud of saying, let me pull out my EBT card. I remember when EBT cards first came out, just use it for Lori Harvey to the dinner now. But I remember when EBT cards first came out, a lot of us really didn't. I was on, I was on welfare. I'm not ashamed of it. I was a teen mom. Mm-hmm. But I remember pulling it out. I remember pulling out the paper. The paper everybody knew you was on welfare when you pull out them, them them colored papers. You pull out the green, the purple, the whatever to monetize to know what you were getting. You remember those? And when they changed over to the card, everybody again knew you were still on welfare based on the card. Back then, a lot of times you mm-hmm. didn't want to pull out that card because you didn't want people to know the struggle. You didn't want people to think you couldn't afford. Now they're just on live, popping them out, pulling them out. You got. Social media influencers talking about their food stamp card. They're talking about it like it's a badge of honor. You have brothers that are happy to say, I get a food stamp card. I remember when black men would not say. They would, they didn't even want to stand in line to get a food stamp card. Now, you got influencers that are saying, I got a food stamp card today. Anybody want to buy my stamp? Oh, I get this amount of money. Didn't happen when I was coming up. You used it, but you did it quietly. Now, they're in the store like it's like it's a goddamn going, uh, uh, 
flat card. And I'm like, the narrative has really right. changed. So think about right. that and think about she's an influencer, has brought nothing to the table, ain't changed nothing in the black community, ain't brought nothing to the black community, except for Kevin Samuels' narrative. That's all I'm going to say. No, that's true. She ain't, I'm trying to say she ain't bought, if, to be honest with you, if she wasn't attached stepdaughter-wise to Steve Harvey, she probably wouldn't even get mentioned. Exactly. Like, she's done, she's done nothing. And, yeah, man, I, yeah, I'm, I'm tired of talking about her. <laughs> yeah. That's why I said I was done. Yeah, yeah, now you're not thinking about yeah, she get too much, she get too much attention as it is. She could be for the streets, she keep on being for the streets. Uh, catch me in five years. I'm gonna be on this podcast five years later, and we're gonna see where she at then. Y'all still making excuses for her ass when she be because well, she look trust me. Tired. But think about it. Honestly, ran think through. about it. What did her mother do? Mm. Think about mm-hmm. it. Historically, mm-hmm. we, we we pick up from our parents. What did her mother do before? What did you know her mother for really before Steve Harvey? I know they said her father mm-hmm. was a drug dealer, but what did you know her mother for before Steve Harvey? Not a goddamn thing. If she had anything mm-hmm. important or relevant, I don't know about it. Because all I knew was mm-hmm. Steve Harvey's wife. The woman that stole Steve Harvey from his black wife. I don't know mm-hmm. anything about this broad. Besides that, mm-hmm. Marjorie Harvey. That's all you know. And before that, I don't I still don't care who she is. But my point is, only thing she did, she did what Lori Harvey did for Michael B. Jordan. Help Steve elevate. Because let's be real. Steve is far from attractive. Potato head ass ain't nowhere near attractive. She just elevated his big lip ass. So again, the only thing that uh, Lori Harvey did was help elevate Michael B. Jordan from being a white woman lover to whatever he is now. So now he can peacefully go back to doing what he's doing and she can peacefully go back and be the next, whatever she is, mm. the next person. Whoever she's going to mm. elevate next. That's all it is. That's right. how I see it. But I'm done. I'm over talking about them. They just... Uh... Yeah. We're going to leave them to the streets with them. We're going to exactly. leave them to the streets. <laughs> Into the streets, America. Oh boy! So what? So what we got for our main topic to today's on? Because this is this is all on you. This is your big moment to shine. It is. Because I, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to sound bitter if I start talking. You know, I, I get on my rants and stuff. I'm, I I'm do too. Right now. You know how I go. You know how <laughs> we go. But because it's Father's Day, this is y'all month. Black men, and I'm not going to say all men, but black men don't get enough credit for what they do. The ones that do do, the ones that do try to do, the ones that have stepped up to be stepfathers, the ones that stepped up to take care of their own, the ones that are especially single dads, they don't get enough credit. I try to at least say, hey, every once in a while, throw the black man some credit. Throw the black man that struggled and still made a way every day some credit. The ones that get up every morning and, and, and kiss their wives and go to work, some credit. The ones that, yeah, the ones that do cheat, <laughs> but they still go home to their wife at night. Still give them some credit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because the struggle be real. I'm not saying, like I told y'all before, people going to hear me say, people always get mad when I say, the side piece keeps a lot of these relationships happy. That's all I'm going to say. But still give a brother credit for still going home to his wife every night. Still trying to maintain, keep his house together. Try to keep himself together because black men aren't allowed to cry. But it brings a line to what I said before. If you've never seen Blackish, y'all gotta watch it. Now, you've mm-hmm. seen the episode. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna do this as a kind of sort of like an interview towards you. 
because I thought mm. it was a deep episode. It was real, real deep. And like I told you, it took me a minute to cry, to get the tears out, understand it, and understand being a mom, especially mom to black men, the story narrative. And, and you can you can explain the narrative and we can go from there, from based off of what you saw. Which one are you talking about? The, the uh, men in the woods, men crying in the woods. Men crying in the woods. So you want to know what, I, what, what my take was from it? I mean, tell me what you. I mean, I know you watch this. I just want for America to know I saw, but I want to know what you saw before I even go to the interview part of it. So, so what? I, what I saw was, uh, I saw the culturally, you know, I don't want to say black men, just men in general. Uh, like we not supposed to be vulnerable, emotional, cry, anything like that. It's like a sign of like weakness and they keep a lot bottled in and don't express nothing because you know we miss relationships and and points to you know get together with people because we be trying to keep this mantra of oh suck it up you know, it's kind of like military shit sometimes you know like, be like oh suck it up you're in the military you know that bullshit they be saying or, or whatever way you, you, you don't act like you don't have an emotional side or you can't have emotions or anything like that as a you know what I'm saying as a man and what i saw in the episode was if you have nobody to vent to you struggling inside and I don't think we know the damage that we're doing to each other by trying to keep this tough mantra where, you know, men can't express themselves and be vulnerable and nothing like that. Have an outlet healthy where ain't nobody going to make it seem like they weak or seem like they, you know, they they not enough or something like that. You can still be a man and be vulnerable. And I think that's a lot. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a reason why a lot of men are so angry. Right. They're so angry because they're trying to like in their minds tell you so oh i can't be weak i can't do this and i can't do that even like lawrence fishburne uh as the as the uh, as the grandfather he's fighting it fighting it fighting it, and then he finally broke and was able to elaborate of what he'd been holding in for so long and why he always tried to escape the feeling because of what he's been taught and everything we've been taught what we what the one biggest thing i get from that though is what we don't know nowadays is a lot of stuff we've been taught it could be morally sound and all that shit like that but that don't mean it was right yeah. We just refuse. It's kind of like the it's kind of like the Constitution of the United States. Yeah, it was made a long time ago with all these fair rules to all and all stuff like that. But we know there's some flaws in it. We know some flaws in it, and we refuse to 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 you know, go back over them again and revise them to today's society when we know more. I feel like it's the same way with a lot of these uh, situations with um, you know. So. so. Yeah, he got the that's the basis of it. So I'm gonna break it down for everybody that don't watch Blackish. Junior broke up with his girlfriend. He had been moping around the house for weeks and weeks. Pops, like he said, took him out into the woods so they can bomb, so they can go fishing. That's how Pops was taught to handle his emotions. Go out and shoot something. Go out and 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 kill something. Go out and just get your frustrations out in the woods, but don't cry. So Junior being who he was, being as though he's not from the streets, being as though he's not from the hood, being as though he didn't grow up in that kind of environment, he didn't know how to handle emotions. Dre growing up in that environment, kind of like try to give his son a different environment, but at the same time, keep his tough black man to stir you, which again, at the same time, it kind of affected Junior because it was a trickle effect from generation to generation. Pops didn't mm. know how to handle emotions, so he laid it on Dre. Dre didn't know how to handle emotions as a black man, so he tried to lay it on Junior. So with that being said, once Junior got out in those woods and he was alone, he felt like it was okay to cry because black men get this 
we can't be weak. So how I'm gonna mm-hmm. do it today is I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna show you tell you each thing they discussed on the show. And from your take on it, I want to like actually get your honest opinion each time you saw each piece. Like first thing he said was as a black man, you he said you you he said you're lost, but don't lose your dignity. How did you feel when he said that? He said you lost your girl, but don't lose your dignity. How did you feel when he said that to Junior? As a black man going through things you went through. He said, how did I feel when he, when he said, what's it doing? He said, you lost your girl, but don't lose your dignity, too. I feel like. I don't know, man. That was, that was a little bit deep to hit that one, though, man. I, I just don't like the, I don't like the I don't like the energy. You know what I'm saying? Because, like. It undervalues women, first of all, and then it's, it's like it's like, don't be a it's like, don't be a bitch, but don't be a bitch, bitch, you know, like. Losing this, losing this girl. Obviously, Junior liked the girl, and we've all been in love. Sometimes, where you know, you know how you feel. People act like girls the only one to feel like to feel love. Y'all think all this fatal attraction and all this shit that be happening, and people murdering and shooting wise baby mothers and lovers. Men be emotional and hurt too. There's a reason, like all even all the gangsters, right? All the gangsters, pimps, all these players. They still why they always want a girl because emotionally they want uh, they want a woman by their side on their arm and it ain't just because they look good it's because women provide something for you to make you feel more complete as a man and that's what I think a lot of people deny you know what I'm saying so yeah, yeah if you, if you lo- right exactly even the even the biggest gangsters you know even, like even like uh, for example like Lil Durk right he all this drill music bang bang shoot him up. He's a, I love, I'm in love with India. She's the best thing that happened to me because his girlfriend, he proposed to marry her. You know what I'm saying? All that street stuff don't make no sense to you when you are just out here killing, 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 killing. You ain't got nobody to fucking enjoy it with or be by your side, support you because niggas going to support you to an extent, but they ain't no woman. You know what I'm saying? It's certain, I, 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 I just hate the narrative like that women don't need men and men don't need women. We both need each other. And that's what needs to change. That's what needs to change when people think like, oh, oh, I can. Yes, you can pay bills by yourself. You know what I'm saying? You can stay. You can stay sane by yourself. You can love yourself. You can be by yourself. But let's not like we're not going to force nobody to be with us. But it will always help to have somebody helping you out. Like Uh you can't tell me that. Like, Can I live by myself and maintain, cook, clean? All I can do all by myself. Yes, I can. Would it be nice to have somebody helping me? Yes. Batman, I'm gonna give it this. Oh, this is about to be a fire reference right here. Batman is badass as hell, right? Can fight 20, 30,000 dudes at one time, but you still don't think that Robin ain't helping him out? He, he, he loved Robin. Robin was his, his road dog because he, and look, he say Robin was so, his lover. We just gonna call it, but go ahead. He was his lover. He was his lover. I, 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 I don't go know I don't know what version you see. You looking at you looking at you looking at that street version. <laughs> I don't know. I'm talking about the cartoon as a kid. I ain't talking about all these other versions and stuff like that. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, Batman was a bad, Batman was a bad motherfucker, right? He was bad fight, all that stuff like that. But even him, he needed he he needed some help. And I'm not saying a woman is help, but it's just it's 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 just a, like a, a a metaphor saying that everybody gonna need somebody sometimes, right? No matter how big or small it is. Could Batman be on his own solo? He was on his own solo for a long time before him. Yeah, he can maintain. But it would be nice to have somebody help you out because you don't want to have to be strong 24-7. If you have to, you will. But that don't mean you want to. You want to be able to take your foot off the gas sometimes because I feel like a lot of people go through that go, go through that, and they don't appreciate 
you know, I'm appreciate that. So I, yeah, that's why fucking Junior was hurt. Junior wanted that completion. He wanted to be completed, and and him for him not to be able to express that. Getting back to the question, I feel like to be his dignity. That, yeah. So now, now I'm not a man. You know, so now I lost what I felt was I was doing as a man, and now I'm not a man too. And, and it's, it's 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 emotional and toxic. You know, what I'm saying just to the, to say the least, it's, mm-hmm. it's emotional and toxic, and it's a culture of toxicity in our community. And I'm sorry to say that I'll, I'll be the first one to say that. Even even today, you got adults. Uh, I'll be in some of the Facebook groups or whatnot. They on there comparing who got the most views and who got more money and you look funny and this. I'm talking about these are this, people mm-hmm. with gray all in their beard. People, I'm talking about dudes like 40 plus with gray all in their beard uh, talking about who got the most views and who, who doing this in Facebook groups. I'm like, are y'all, is this, is this the culture recreated because you bragging about internet fame at 40 years old? Let it go, bro. It ain't even that serious. It ain't that y'all ain't getting paid because you're going live in a group with six thousand six k people in there, and you going live and you trolling people like that ain't you grown. You're a grown man. And so like I don't know, bro. The culture just changing. I, I know I sound. I'm probably sounding old school now because I ain't down with the culture, but I'm down with some stuff with the culture, but not everything, bro. And, and, and I'm tired of us trying to force that shit down somebody's throat like it's like it's just normal or it's cool because it's not. You know, off my soapbox. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to the next one. I was going in. <laughs> no, that's you see. That's why I let you talk. Don't ask me nothing because I'm, I'm I'm I get to going now. I no, this is going. your interview. So again, I'm just interviewing you as a black man that is, is viewing it from a different angle. I know how I saw it as a black woman and a mom. So I prefer okay. to take your take on it because you have a son. So this is okay. something the dialogue that I think that one day y'all may have to have happen. So you you gotta now that you done watched it from a TV point of view, you gotta kind of yeah. listen to it and ask yourself in reality how would I handle it. So that's why I'm taking it from frame by frame. His next thing was you're a black man, suck it up and play. What do you say? Play. You have to have play it play it there, and you have to have thicker skin. How did you feel when he told him you have, you're a black man, and you have to suck it up and play the game, and you have to have thicker skin? What does that mean to you and how did you feel as you were viewing? I'll say this about the thicker skin part. Now, the thicker skin part, I feel like in today, yes, people should have thicker skin. Why do I say that? I say that because it's trolls out there. It's people that nag at you to try to get a response. So if you like wear your heart on the sleeve, people going to fuck with you. People gonna troll you. People gonna say stuff about you because they know they can trick you. So the thicker skin part, I don't have too much of a problem with that part. Uh, what was it? What was, he's what was a young part? man, though. He said, "Play the game, and you have to have thicker skin." But he's a young man still trying to grow. You're telling him to have okay. thicker skin, but though that thickness of the skin is when you lose your your sense of your sensitivity, your sensitivity, and you become desensitized. In my opinion. Because once you start thickening your skin, you desensitize yourself from feelings. You disconnect from having emotional feelings. Which is true. I, I, I do agree. I agree with that part. Now, the play the game part, I hate that part. I hate that because uh, I feel like that's saying be fake to not only who you are, but just trying to conform to what somebody else wants. Play the game, play the game, play the game. No, don't play play with your kids. Play, play a video game. Play with your Wi-Fi. Don't play with me. Like, don't play no game. Because somebody whose name I'm not going to say in the military told me, Oh, uh, play the fucking game. Just play the game. I'm like, these are people's lives we're dealing with. So get your ass up out of here. That's what you stand for. You want to be a puppet. You want to be whatever it is. Keep that shit to you. Don't tell me fucking play no game, bro. Like don't tell me, I don't, I don't play against people's lives. I don't do that shit. So I hate that saying. As soon as you said, 
As, as soon as you said that, I'm like, nah, we don't play no games with people's lives. You you play and you get you get your ass hurt playing with playing around with somebody. Don't play no game because playing a game to me sounds like, oh, let me make a fantasy or, or fun out of it because you play games, you have fun, right? Let me make fun out of this into something serious. No, nah, don't do that. That's how you get your ass in in, in a jam. I, I do agree with you saying about the about the thicker skin vulnerability part and you know them desynthesizing. Um, but today's society is just a little bit different, though. That's something I, I I think we're speaking on it from a term. Yes, I think young men and women nowadays have to have to learn how to protect themselves to not be overly sensitive, just because of the fact that it's so much more uh, bullying, hatred, and and you know. Uh, suicide rates and stuff you know like because people that are super vulnerable right sometimes they might take their life because of the fact that they listening really taking what somebody say serious right and people are it's, it's people are just a bully just a bully because we ain't growing up we ain't had an internet with somebody could, we change their profile pic and even them or make a fake account or do something like that and just be saying the most harshful stuff ever to say most heartful stuff ever and p- instead of instead of like me i just log out scroll up these kids reading it and what you what you what you read, you internalize and you and it's in you. You know what I'm saying? And, and people take that to heart. So you do gotta get a little bit, you got like be sensitive and open with the right people, but don't but have thicker skin with people you don't know. I'll say that part. People that you don't know. Have, have thicker skin be, because and, and I only say that because you can't give everybody your vulnerability, man. You can't because uh, you, you have to have it has to be vulnerability, conditional vulnerability. I'll say that conditional because everybody don't have your best interests at heart. But and that's the thing. You, to, but that's just a thing that me just saying personally, I get where you're coming from. But to say you have to have thicker skin when you start telling them to thicken their skin, you're telling them to hold in emotions, not saying that that means that even when you're alone, you're not supposed to cry. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? To say thicken your skin, to say man up, thicken your skin. A boy thinks that I have to hold everything inside. And that's when you start internalizing, mentally breaking down in your mind because you're, you're, you've been taught thicken your skin. Girls are taught the same thing. Toughen up. You black women mostly toughen up, thicken your skin. And then when we start doing it emotionally, we're still caged children on the inside. We grow up to adults that keep our emotions bottled up. And when we explode, mm-hmm. we explode to the wrong people in the wrong way and in the wrong circumstances. That's where a trigger mm-hmm. happy person comes in. And I'm not talking about these little shooters that out now. I'm talking about a brother that's held it in so long. And when his dam does burst, it bursts. Because you told him to thicken his skin. You ever see thick skin on a person's foot, a homeless man's foot? You see how thick that stuff is? You know how hard it is to shave down a thick skin? That's my term of a callus. A callus is thick enough to where you have to go get surgery. That's the same thing with your mind. When you tell them to thicken up and toughen their skin, what becomes so tough that sometimes not even therapy can break that down because he's bottled it so long that he's burdened that he, he forgot it till something happens. And then he's mm-hmm. out shooting up the, the streets. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I I can agree with you there too. I I, I agree a uh, wholeheartedly with what you're saying. You you absolutely correct. Um, that's that's true. Uh, I just was thinking about it in, in a different perspective, but your perspective is correct as well. I, I I'll say that it's just different people. I think we agree disagree. Well, yeah, nah, we don't really I agree with you, I but just, I just think I just think it's different angles of how we approach it, and I can see I can see what you're saying. I, I totally agree. I'm, I think I'm coming from a mother's perspective. I'm sorry. I'm coming mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. a mother's perspective of looking at black men every day that, that carry the world on their shoulders. Black black mm-hmm. fathers every day that carry the world on their shoulders that don't know how to bring the internal to the external. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm. They ball it inside because that's what you were taught. You go out there and work every day, work hard, but you suck up so much that you thicken your skin. You let the white man do do things that you normally wouldn't let the black man do because you were told to thicken mm. your skin. You have to have this stuff in stir so the white man can can tell you lick my boot and you lick it because you were taught to internalize certain things, handle things in a mm. certain manner. And that's like 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 Pop said, his father worked every day. His father did such and such. You see what I'm saying? To where that's where he toughened his skin up and he just eternal he externalized it and kind of left Dre to his own accord. He worked mm. and he thought that's all he had to do. He thought he mm. didn't have to do anything else. So on to the next question, because they each tie into everything he said. He said, my job is to make sure you're armed with what you need. So when you're armed with what you need, what does that say to the black man, the black father? What are you arming your son with? That's. See, when you say you're arming what you need, you basing what you, what he needs on your viewpoint of what's needed in the world. Mm-hmm. And that right there is case by case based on your perspective of the world, because we universally don't all agree on what's needed in the world. Right. Because like I can tell I can tell my son that, you know, I think, you know, being violent, you know, is something you got to be in. So I can tell somebody else they son like nonviolent, you know, what I'm saying so like that's debatable so he can't i don't think necessarily i'm giving you what you need is i'm giving what you what i'm giving you what i think you need based on how i view the world and what i believe now i can say i'm giving you some foundation to make your own decisions to know what you will need because i feel like that's every person's personal journey to know what they need what what, what how they need to move in the world because you, you it's, it, it turns into you knowing what you want to be or who you want to be which is where a lot of people struggle, right? Because if you don't know, if you don't know who you want to be or what you want to be, you'll never, you'll never have direction. You'll just be taking influence from everybody and everything. That's what. That's all you'll be doing. So it all comes back to you figuring out as early as possible what direction in life you want to go in, and then the biggest part is sticking with it. Sticking with it. You got to know who you are because if not, all you've been, all you're doing is being influenced, man. And it's a lot of inf- it's a it's a lot more influence. It's probably the same amount of influence it was back in the day now, but it's a lot more access openly, publicly to being able to get influenced by stuff. Yep. So if you don't know who you want to, you don't know who you want to be or what you want to be. The world gonna tell you who. That's just how it is. The world gonna tell you who you who who what you're gonna who what you want to be. The news narrates everything. You you look at the look at the who is who's ever looked at the news every day and said, "Oh, I'm so happy looking at the news." You're gonna be depressed. You're gonna be thinking the world is a big war zone, which it is. But you know, what I'm saying like that's not what you want to keep putting into your system, into your temple, into your body, and your mind. Because then, if you live in the war zone, what you could be thinking all the time? Got to defend myself. Got to be on one hundred. Got to be can't can't be sleeping. Can't can't can't, can't get caught lacking. You know, that's how that's how your mindset is. So, uh, and that's what Drake taught him. See, you're you're yeah. getting <laughs> now. You're understanding what I was saying about mm-hmm. the show. Everything you just said is probably what he was trying to. T- he was teaching him. We got to deprogram. We got to reprogram and deprogram ourselves from what, what our ancestors taught us. What you mm-hmm. thought you needed to teach your son wasn't what your son was asking for. If you watch mm-hmm. the show, you understand what he was teaching him was what not what his son was asking for. That's what mm-hmm. the whole premise of what I was. That's why you will see as you do the end of, as we do these each statement, you understand what what we thought our kids wanted is not what they want. It's what exactly. we were taught. So his mm-hmm. next thing was, um, he said, "I do I, I what do he say? Um, because I, I kind of shorthand everything." 
He said, I always have to keep my walls up. They don't, I don't get to be sad. I don't get to be scared. We can't believe, we can't believe in trust because we never get the benefit of the doubt. So what I, so I could tell you what I took from it, but I want to see what you took from it. When he said black men always have to keep their walls up, they all, they can never be scared, which is what we always tell out black boys. You can never be scared. You always have to keep your walls up. You can never give trust to anybody because at the same time, we are all, we're never ever given the benefit of the doubt with all these shootings and things that's going on. So based off of that, just alone, based on what you saw and based off how you feel, what would you, what did you take from that? Like based off just your own experience in life period. So if, if I'm going on my experience in life period, I'd have to somewhat agree with what he's saying. Um, that don't mean it's right. But I mean, I agree with it when you say, you know, you, <laughs> people don't understand it. And it's more so in America too. I want to say it's more so in America. I didn't think when you a certain race, your, your leash is a little bit shorter. Um, as far as the mistakes that you can make, we all know mm-hmm. that we all, we, we, we all know that. So I can't sit there and say, and it sucks that it's because of the color of your skin, but people, the color of our skin do some people do do some shit that is undesirable and it scare people. And they just going to look at, look at it like every, like same way we look like we ain't going to look at, uh, 18 year old white kids the same. Cause they go splattering up schools and doing massacres and stuff like that. I'm going to look the same way. So the same, so I get the mentality because people are doing stuff. So with us being on a short leash, shorter leash and people, people quick to pull a trigger at us. Yeah. I, I guess I will say that we have to put your walls up and you have to, you know, you have to be a little bit more, methodical with how you move it sucks that you have to be that way because i'm all in favor of people growing up free and you know and, and, and being themselves and not being afraid to have to be altered based on society but we live in america so yeah. you have to conform you have to conform and now outside of the country you can probably be who you want to be but you live in america and as great as america claims to be or as great as we are we have a lot of things rooted into our, our society that you just can't ignore you can't ignore now live like i said if i was in Asia, Europe, Africa, somewhere, I probably ain't got to have my guard up like, like that. You know what I'm saying? But when you in America, yeah, you got to be on. You got to be on. You can't. And some days it might be a good day, but you got to be on defense just because that one good day, ain't gonna, all days ain't going to be good days. And it's it's unfortunate we got to live that way, but it's the reality if you want to live and if you want to not put yourself in a situation that you don't want to be in. So I agree with him on that part. It's That's more so like I wish it wasn't that way, but it is that way. So everything we're discussing is what I feel like I said before. You're going to eventually have to have these kind of conversations with your son. So mm-hmm. as you're thinking about it, and again, you may want to, like I said, I, I took notes. I'm learning to take notes more before we do these mm-hmm. interviews when I have a subject I want to talk about. Because I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes when we wing it, we do wing it. And other times when I feel like it's something strong that we have to deal with mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. own community, especially with black men and black kids, period. Something mm-hmm. you, when once you start thinking about it a little bit more deeply, you know, mm-hmm. when it's time to have this conversation with your kid, right. you right, can, right. you know, you'll be a better adjusted and adapted and able to hold that conversation because you had more time mm-hmm. to think, reflect and right. understand it. That's why I thought that episode was so deep. I thought it was so deep and it, it cut it. It was so strong that, you know, each thing we're talking about now, I think like, like I said, you have a young son. I have two older. So these discussions, I never thought about having until I watched that episode. I never mm-hmm. thought about the vulnerability of my sons. I never thought about mm-hmm. how little nurturing our black men get, how little, mm-hmm. especially from a black father. 
So you, like I said, mm. you watch three generations on that show, all tied mm. to one. So uh, anyway, let me let me go on to the next one. So he said, uh, he said the most vulnerable thing you can do is look into someone's eyes. You see in that part, he said before breaking contact. When he said, "Dad, do you see me?" What did you take from it? Of course, I'm 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 a metaphorical motherfucker, so you ain't gonna. I, I already knew what he was saying when you said, "Do you see when you see me?" I'm I'm always deeper than. I always tell people even like with the uh, with our sh- like show uh, like episode names. Always always deeper than the episode names. Those just headline catchers. Like the the topic is always gonna be. You know, what I'm saying that I just know that as far as like media and stuff like that. The name will always be something that's crazy to catch your eye, but when you listen to it, it's always deeper than that. So um, he said, "Do you see me?" He was saying, "Do you see past me physically, though?" Right. The are are you touching like is are, are is our mentals our souls you know what I'm saying are you seeing deeper than the surface of, of of what I am right because uh I feel like a lot of times we see someone outside yes I'm a man you a boy he said but no you don't see like I'm your son you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying like I'm your son I'm a product of you I need help and staring somebody in the eyes like that is kind of more so connecting spiritually. You know what I'm saying? More so than the physical, you know what I'm saying, disconnecting. So I got I got that immediately when you said, Do you see me? I'm like, yeah, it's a it's a much deeper sense of seeing someone outside of the physical, which is a you know, a deeper part of people that we don't physically see all the time. It's kind of like him 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 inside crying out to like look deeper into me, like this is who I am. And I think it was him calling for him to like help me or or or, or meet me here. You know what I'm saying? Let's just meet me here. I, I want to meet you here. You know, that's what Junior wanted at least. So I, I thought that was very, that, that was something. Because at first he was like, yeah, I see you. You know, he kind of like, you know, being like surface. And then once he looked and he gave some focus and meditation, then you can see that spiritually they started to get to a to a level where you're like, hold on. He started taking deep breaths, kind of getting more so in your mind outside of just the physical eyes. And then again, I, I feel like the spirits kind of communicated with each other. I thought it was beautiful. I thought that was actually beautiful, by the way. I'm gonna tell you my take on. I agree with you because you kind of hit on what I was thinking. But you gotta remember, they held hands. When you touch mm-hmm. hands, you touch energy. energy connection. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I agree mm-hmm. with what you said. I took it as he said, "Dad, do you see me beyond a black man? Do you see me as your son, not just a mm-hmm. black man out here trying to make mm-hmm. it? But I'm out here a pro, like you said, a product of you trying to be mm-hmm. what I need to be in this world. Do you accept mm-hmm. me?" as your son not not mm-hmm. the soft boy that you thought i was but as your mm-hmm. vulnerable son who needs his father at this moment who needs to mm-hmm. hear i love you son it's okay to cry son it's okay to mm-hmm. be vulnerable when it's just you and i because remember in the beginning mm-hmm. he said oh, we're in the woods alone why can't i cry here it's no one but right. us so he t- right. i took it as right. he said dad there's no one around it's okay for you and i both to cry it's okay for me to cry and you hug me and no one is going to call you weak or call me weak it's just us mm. you and i so when we connected and we touch hands you feel you see i see you you see me we see each other we are one just like they say mm. i and my father being god are one you and i are one I came from your mm. loins, but you created me. So I'm an image mm. of you. So if I can't cry to you, who can I cry to? 
That's how I took it. I thought it was a deep thing. It was the deepest thing I could ever see between two black men because you don't really see a lot of black men cry. You really don't even see black men cry at their own parents' funeral. You rarely see a black man cry when his boy cry. I've seen very few men try to hold back tears. I've seen men try to hold back tears when their best friend gets shot. I've seen black men try to hold back tears when their own son gets hurt because they don't want to appear weak because if they appear weak to in front of everybody, they feel like their whole family crumbles. And that's not the case. I feel like the mm. most the most precious thing a man can give his son is a chance to watch him cry, a chance to watch mm. him be vulnerable in front of him, because it shows that a man is a man can have a weakness and still be strong. Mm-hmm. That's how I Cause, took cause, it. Cause, yeah, because crying don't make you weak. Like I always, uh, I don't know if you remember this movie. Maybe, maybe you don't, because it's like I'm like an action movie. Dude, it's this movie called I think, uh, was Cry Freeman or Cross Assassin, something like that. It was just this massive killer, though, right? And this man shed a tear every time I think he like kill up 20, 30 people, but he he like cry a little bit. But well, that's 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 me. I, I'll be vulnerable and cry, but I I murk your ass too. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I I I'm I'm I'm, I'm the first one to say it. Please don't take these tears or this emotion because sometimes when you when when you're an emotional person, which a lot of us are, a lot of emotions bottle up and may bring you physically to tears, and that's okay. Go ahead and think shit is sweet after that. I'm not scared to say that because people be, people think, oh, because you don't cry, you, you you can get knocked out and get hit and beat up just like everybody else because it's because you don't cry. Like I think it's a mental thing for most people that they they you know they 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 kind of think that way. But I, I hate that I hate that narrative, right? Because when you holding in a lot, you holding in a lot, man, emotionally. Sometimes it erupts like a volcano. Is a volcano weak when it erupts? No, actually, a volcano is safer when it doesn't erupt. So you, I mean, that's just that's just my my mentality on that. That volcano erupt, everybody can get everybody can get burnt and get it at, at that point. So you don't want nobody to do that part because all that stuff about because I I always say us as men and I ain't gonna say us as men. This us as a people in general, we bottle in a lot. We bottle in a lot until we can't hold it no more, and we think therapy and talking to people is a sign of weakness because we supposed like I'm gonna keep it to myself. But you ain't doing nothing for yourself keeping it in. I'm a I'm I'm a big advocate of like therapy and stuff like that. Let that shit go. Let it out. You beefing with people from 20, 30, 40 years ago. What is it doing for you now? But keeping a cancer inside of you that's still hating on hating somebody. You ain't got never got to fuck with nobody else again. You know who they are. Let that energy go though, because that energy is pulling you down. Nah, and that's all I got to say. Yeah, but that's what I just said to you earlier about teaching your son to have thick skin. You just did exactly what he what I said. You tell him to have thick skin, but when you have to see your son for who he is, he can't always have that thick skin. He has to be able to have that weak moment. You have to have that weak moment with him. Allow him to cry on your shoulder. Allow him to be weak. Allow him to have that vulnerability without having that, that wall up. See, again, his, that everything we're talking about all ties into one trickling down to the other. It was deep. And I understood everything you were saying. That's why I said I'm never above not not therapy. Same thing I told you before. When I keep saying, I know I said this, it's a different topic. Side pieces are therapists. A lot of times, a lot of men aren't vulnerable with their wives as they are with the side girl. Because most times the wife wants you to be tough all the time. The wife expects you to come home and discipline the kids and do certain things. But the side piece don't have that expectation of you. She doesn't mind you coming up to crying and your man died. She's going to sit there and most times, I'm going to say most times, I've been a side piece, so I know. Most times, we listen to you cry about your wife, about when you think your wife is cheating or when your boss is doing you wrong. Sometimes the wife don't want to hear that. 
I'm saying? That's the vulnerability of sometimes people don't realize some of these men have side pieces for 20, 30 years that had listened to him over the years when his son was born, when his daughter was born, when his son got shot, when his wife went through cancer. That side piece was there to listen to his vulnerability and never judged him. But his wife is a different. She's a different entity from his side piece. See what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying about the vulnerability of our men. It's okay to be vulnerable, but you have to know who to be vulnerable with. Sometimes that side piece is that therapist that allows you to be vulnerable. She allows you to express certain things that you can't express to your wife, your son, or your mother. Different subjects. Side pieces, all the juice right now. Huh? You're giving the side pieces all the juice right now. No, it's the truth though. Or it could just be the wives be better, be a little bit. I mean, work on themselves and be a little bit better, so that man won't need a side piece. But uh, it could be. I don't think. I, I don't think every wife is is like that. It's just relationships that's built a certain type of way. When you don't allow certain stuff, whatever foundation your relationship is built on, if y'all if y'all friendship is not that tight, and y'all just in it like more so like a you know like a structural type of thing, then yeah, that's when some side pieces is gonna be be there if and I, I always said this like if somebody can't tell each other everything and i'm not when i say everything maybe like 99.9 percent of everything because i remember you told like you gotta keep something to yourself but they can't tell each other majority of everything that's a problem because then what's gonna happen whatever they keeping inside to themselves they're gonna go and vent to somebody else you know what i'm saying because most of the time you want to express something on your mind and everything, anything that you balling up or keeping in, if you can't say it to one person, you're gonna say it to another person. But that was and my point. That's what I said. I didn't say I, all men had side pieces. I said side pieces keep some of these relationships together. That's why you didn't hear right. me say everybody. I said some. Some of them have. I I got relatives that had side pieces for twenty years, and it's what kept their their marriage together. Because some of us marry a woman for their looks and don't realize what it entails in the end. Somebody, a lot of women think, and I know I'm jumping subjects, but a lot of women think that the side piece is is he's with her because of oh I see her he with an ugly one, but you didn't understand what that ugly one gave him. She gave him security. Mm-hmm. She gave him a place to vent. She gave him some love. She gave him comfort. You're the pretty one, but the side piece gave him everything you couldn't. And that's why I'm saying again, I'm, it ties into all I'm saying is you have to be able to be vulnerable with somebody. And everything can't be based off of looks. Some of them fall in love with the side piece based off of her pureness in her heart. He married that woman before you because she's what everybody was expecting. She's what everybody was going for. She's what everybody wanted him to have. Everybody says, oh, I can never have me an ugly woman. Why? That ugly woman is what gives you the love and the comfort you need. So when you find out what he's cheating with, that's why so many women are angry and hurt in the end. Because when they see what he cheated with, they can't understand why. You're thinking on you're thinking on a level different than what he saw. You're thinking on a level of, oh, I'm pretty to her. But his vulnerability is different with her. He can let his guard down with her because he don't have to worry about maintaining. He maintains on a different level. He might give her, a, he might take her out on trips and stuff like that. Doesn't mean he don't love his wife, but the love he had for her is a different maintenance within itself. So it's a different ball game. Is all I was saying when we were talking about the the therapy part. You don't have to pay somebody to find that therapy. You can get that therapy because, like I said again, you were asking what I would bring to you. I'm gonna bring you spirituality. 
I'm going to talk to you in a different level. I'm going to make you think about why you want to do this. Why did you do this? You might be like, damn, it might, you might be mad at what I said, but you're going to think about it. You might go home and think about it, like, damn, that was some real shit she did say. Why am I still here? Why did I do this? Once you can answer these questions, boom, you done solved your own problem. I didn't have to solve it. I just helped you solve it. I didn't help you solve it. I just gave you the tools to work on it on yourself. The same thing a therapist would do. I just feel like, fuck it, I just don't want to suck your dick all the time to give you your therapy. But you got what you need. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It is what it is. But on to the next one. He said, uh, he said, "Do when you see his hurt and pain, you don't do you not just see a black man?" Pops felt like a failure because his son, and his grandson, were 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 bonded something he was never able to do with his own dad. Now, being a, coming from your own perspective, having a son of your own, not having your actual dad, when you felt when you saw that part of Pops, how did you feel when he said that? He couldn't. He didn't want to be. He didn't want to be vulnerable. He didn't want to do the 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 do you see me moment because he didn't want to be weak. He didn't want to be vulnerable. He didn't want to show his hurt and pain to his own son and grandson. It's just that 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 trending culture of you know that that those traits. That's all it is. It's, it, it goes back to like I ain't gonna be too long with this one. This goes back to those traits and the culture how he's supposed to be. And I'm you know he ended up breaking down the end. But like I said, we be ingrained with so much generationally that we just think it's right and we so afraid to change and you know we were so afraid to change and try something different because we think like you know what i'm saying this is the way i was raised and this worked for me and this, this is the only way even though i'm the more and more i find out and in my life our parents made a lot of mistakes too they made a lot of mistakes too that yeah they tried their best they get their best foot forward but they made a lot of mistakes too and we the ones having a rebound trying to figure this shit out now for our for our generation of kids and then you got influence from other people trying to raise kids so it's just a cycle of just influence and us thinking you know that this is the way you have to be and because he didn't have it he didn't even want to complete it he like i said like holding on to stuff for so long he didn't even want to let that pressure go he's like no nah, i didn't embrace this for this long I might as well, it's just, it's just who I am. Instead of letting that weight off his show, he's like, man, I've been holding this rock for 20, 30, 40 years. You know what I'm saying? But they like, all right, put the rock down. He's like, nah, I've been holding this rock for 30, 40 years, so I'm going to keep on holding it now. Nah, bro, you can let that weight off your shoulder, by, you know what I'm saying, by trying to do something different. But it's it's like that, it's like that, that motherfucker's stuck up there. It's like it's stuck up there because you've been holding it for so long. Your arm, your arm probably could use the rest, and you, your body could probably use it, but you're like, I've been doing it for so long now, I don't know what else to do with this arm. So that's kind of my reference. So, yeah. Yep. I honestly, and I agree with you that that what we've been taught so long that we still think it's the right moves to make. We've Mm. been taught Mm. the slave mentality so long that we think that everything Mm. that our parents taught us is the correct way to do stuff. The correct way to discipline your boys. Like, I'll be used for example. Like, I watched a show. You've never seen them beat their kids. They did a lot of talking. They did a lot of redirecting. They did a lot of things. Somebody was like, Pops was like, shoot, I wouldn't have. Oh, I'd have knocked you upside your head already. And you're going like, well, that's how you raised George. So when he saw the bond that Dre and, and, and Andre and Junior were trying to have, it I think it affected his whole mental because he couldn't wrap his mind around this new way of, you know, dealing with your son. Like when you mm-hmm. watch the episode, even though it was just a TV show, Dre, I mean, uh, 
I'm going to say Anthony Anderson should have won the war for that because when he watched his father walk away, the pain in his eyes said everything. Mm. It said everything mm. like it was a real life moment. When Pop said, I ain't doing this, y'all go ahead on. He put, he, you could see the, the, the tears and the pain that, that hit his face like, damn, my own pops can't even tell me he loved me. My own pops can't even see me as his son. My own pops can't even give me a hug like I always wanted. Every child, Junior said, every child doesn't want money. Every child doesn't want a BMW. Some kids just want to be hugged. Some kids just want to be touched. Some kids want to know dad loves them just for them. Not because I'm a 4.0, not because I'm light-skinned, not because I got good hair, but because I am your child. I am what you mm. created. You're proud of me for just being me, just being your seed. Mm. That's what I took mm. from the whole show. Mm. So I had to wrap it all up in a bow. No, it was it was a powerful show. And for those who don't watch it, I would say watch it because uh, I watched it and it hit home with me. This was a lot of the I, I, I'm kind of mad they stopped it. Like you said, it's just done now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of mad they stopped because I feel like they're really pushing the message to people that doesn't get enough exposure. Well, we And we all know why, but mm-hmm. it's all good because <laughs> it's something that's actually talking about some actual change and growth and some things that are relatable to today's society. Same thing like the Carmichael show. The Carmichael show is do the same thing. They I love that show. About they start talking about relatable topics and stuff like that. And, you know, those those shows, but the fucking Empire and anything crazy, this guy's looking or all the reality TV, Bad Girls Atlanta, Bad Girl there, they'll play that shit for 10, 20, 30, 40 years of grown black women fighting and slamming each other. I thought, I think I see a, I think I saw a, um, uh, a preview of something, somebody fighting in the sink and all that, but we keep that shit going on for 25 seasons. But then something like Black is something you close it out, and you know what I'm saying? I'm all, I'm all about balance. Like, yeah, go ahead and watch the ratchet stuff, but don't be cutting the stuff that's teaching people how to actually be people. You know what I'm saying? If all you're promoting is that ratchet stuff, what you think of what? Like, I'll be wondering when people getting all this money from this stuff, but then they then they scared of they scared of like black women or or, or, or gangsters and like that. You pushing all this money into these movies, programming people, and then you mad when they go out and act like what they see. You know what I'm saying? That I don't get, I don't get it, right? Like y'all pumping all this money into it because y'all know black people are consumers and they're gonna buy it and buy it and buy it. But you're also programming the next generation to go out and do fight people fighting at Walmart, people fighting at Target, people fighting in public, pub, you know, doing all stuff like that. Where you think all this stuff promoted from when they see reality TV and they seeing grown women doing that and fighting and like you plant you plant these seeds, don't get mad at the fruit it bears. That's what I'll say to these companies and stuff like that. Don't get mad at the fruit that it bears because you trying to they only trying to plant one type of seed. All right, that's that's the type of motherfucking apple you're gonna get. And it might not it might be a sour apple when that motherfucker comes into full bloom. So that's all I gotta say about that. Yeah, I agree with you. I said that when I when I watched the Carmichael show, I didn't think I would like it, like it, but I actually liked the Carmichael show. I was mad when they took it off the air. But I what I realized was, you remember, they didn't our original narrative was which I, I still say to this day, I don't care what people say. People can hate me when I say I did, I told you before, I did not like good times. I could not stand good times because it painted the worst narrative of black folks. Uh, a one bed or two bedroom house with three grown kids and a father that couldn't control his anger and a mother with her three necks but a mother that just literally just just didn't have no real basis on the show and your father was uneducated he couldn't hold down a job because his anger got the best of him the mother held down a job but she was always too passive then you had the next door neighbor that was always trying to find love then you had the son that was dumb as hell you had the son that was always trying to preach black panther then you had the pretty daughter that y'all was trying to push out there to marry the first 
coming man that was coming along. That was the first new. Zone to mute it yourself. You to mute it yourself. You to mute it yourself. You oh, I'm sorry. I hit the button. I, I had something in my hand. But. Oh. Talking with your hands. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I had something on my, my what's the name. No, what I was saying was, I don't know how much you heard. I was saying was, I didn't like how they, they programmed us to believe that all we had was, like like I said, good times. Which, again, I'm going to say again, if you didn't hear me, I didn't like it. Because you painted James as the most angriest father in the world. You would think he was abusive to them kids. You would think that every time James raised his hand, they would jump. Because he had just had so much anger pent up for not being able to hold down a good job. Whenever a good job would come, he wouldn't get it for whatever reason. Because he was black. No, just say because you was angry, bro. Then you had you had um the mother. You had Florida, Florida. You had Flo. Flo was this mom that just uh, I don't I don't even know what to say about Flo. I just Flo was just everywhere. She just had no real parental control. And then you had the next door neighbor that was they looked like the whore that was always trying to find a man. Then you had mm-hmm. Michael always trying to preach Black Panther, but w- w- with no real basis to him. Then you had JJ, mm-hmm. just dumb as a bag of bricks, just just everywhere. Then you had the daughter, mm-hmm. y'all was just, but they 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 really enhanced, like really focused on her breasts because everything she did, mm-hmm. her titties just stood out. But they try to push her with the football player, but then he ended up getting injured and what ended up in a in a in a hood made no sense. But when they gave us the Cosby Show, it gave us a, a dream. A hope, a black man with a black wife, a beautiful black wife in a in a suburban area, you know, trying to make 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 ends meet without beating their kids, without the father being angry, without the mother being being uh what you call it, uh alpha. Claire was a little bit mm-hmm. alpha, but she still let Cliff hold control. He let her handle mm-hmm. hers and he handled his. And that was a narrative mm-hmm. I took from their show. They were married. The daughter got married. The, everybody in the show did something productive. They didn't want that. Then they brought out different worlds. You probably don't remember. Different worlds taught us that black people can go to college. We can be productive. We can do all these things. You see what I'm saying? But then you mm-hmm. had between that, they brought in all these shows that did not that were not for black folks. But then they gave you my wife, my kids, which kind of pushed the same narrative which, with a little bit of spin on it. But they didn't want you to have that. So then you have 20 years later, they gave us, what, 20 years later, they gave us grown. They gave us blackish, which gave us the same Cosby type mentality, same thing as Carmichael. They did not want that. See what I'm saying? Because if you ever look, Netflix has a show. Um, uh, with Loretta Devine and Tia Tia Mari, they got their own little narrative on the same spin called Fantasy Union. They trying to pull that off the air because it gave a positive spin on black communities, how we handle our mm. black families. They don't want that mm. for our community. Like you said, all we want, all they want to give us is these violence, all these violence. And guess what they're doing with that violence? They're using that to build more and more out of the way, what you call it, um, prisons and juvenile facilities. If you notice, they're building them, but they're building them a farther away from where the families can't reach their loved ones. You remember, Chicago, you probably had one maybe maybe 30 minutes from your house. You can go visit a loved one. Now, they're building them so far in the desert, so far in these deserted towns that your family ain't going to drive out there for eight hours to see you every week, every month, because we have other things to do. If people mm-hmm. don't realize that they're giving you violence so they can give, they can keep building these prisons to hold us from the plantation to the, to the prisons. That's all it's ever going to be. So as long as we keep pushing this narrative of violence, black, violent women, because you remember, it wasn't a lot of violent women there back then, but now they're building prisons for women. 
And where are your women going? To chain gangs or whatever you want to call it out in the deserts of Nevada, out in, 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 in Arizona where it's 120 degrees. Your family ain't driving out 120 degrees to see you because we got other stuff we got to do. We can't send you money that far out there. So you see what I'm saying? So as long as you keep allowing them to give us these black narratives, you don't see them on the... You, I mean, you don't see that. Even with the Kardashians, you don't see a lot of violence on their show. You see a lot of stupidity, but not a lot of violence. Mm -hmm. But when you see our show, Love and Hip Hop, Real Housewives of whatever, you see a lot of all they do is fight. Jocelyn's Cabaret. I don't know what the Cabaret was about, mm -hmm. but you've seen a lot of violence. You see what I'm saying? Stupid. Just stupidity. Yeah. But mm -hmm. guess where they're going? All these prisons with still the highest population in the prisons are our people. Mm-hmm. So as long, as long as we keep allowing it, you like I said, that was a deep show for me. And again, I know we got to wrap it up. That was probably one of the deepest episodes I've ever seen on any show, even the Cosby. This dug so deep that I even as a mom had to stop and go to my son and say, I'm proud of you. I love y'all. Mm -hmm. And my son was like, why did you say that? What did I do? You didn't do anything at all. I just had to tell you, I'm proud of you for just being you because I need you to understand as a black man, I'm proud of you for getting up every day and trying to trying to prove that narrative of every black man is a is a thug and a thief and da 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 wrong. I, I want you to keep pushing that envelope to show that us that you black men in this generation still have goals. Y'all still want to be something. Y'all still not mm -hmm. trying to just murder these these biracial y'all are still pushing that i love my black women i i'm proud of y'all for sticking by your mom i'm proud of y'all for not being violent i just had to say that to my boys no no that's that's real man i mean i'm glad that they moved you to uh to do something real because more people need to do that um I, I encourage anybody who haven't watched that episode as well uh to watch that man and you know if, it's a lot of narratives out here, man. You got fa fathers that ain't shit, fathers that are active, stepfathers and stuff like that. And, I mean, you pick and choose where you fall. I mean, based on what you did or what you didn't do, you know where you fall. Everybody not getting credit on Father's Day. But um, being a father is tough in today's society, a black father. And also being a stepfather is tough, you know, because you put a gamble. Every time you're a stepfather, you put a gamble on a relationship with a, with, you know, with a kid and, you know, Sometimes it don't work out. So fatherhood in general is just, you know, it's it's, it's tough. Yeah. You can come out, you can come out and losing in, and then you know you feel like the society as a as a black man, you already got the odds against you as far as the you know the stereotypes and stuff like that, and it's tough, man. But I'm, I, I hope that people grow to appreciate it, and I appreciate all all the mothers out there and, and, and women out there, you know, holding it down and, and doing what they're supposed to do, but. If, if we want this if we want these two narratives to come back together we gotta we gotta praise each other equally right i mean and and i don't i, I don't mind over i mean the, the the chivalry chivalrous part of me always wants to you know just split a woman to a high level because that's what we're supposed to do we're supposed to be protectors providers and you know uplift uplifting you know we're supposed to do that so but uh i just don't like the the narrative that you know the fathers are just Y'all get y'all get this, and we're gonna lift them because it's, it's it's a two person thing, right? And the the, the women out there that's playing the role of father, yes, y'all do deserve credit, but still, let's give the the ones who the, the fathers who did stick around and try to do that shit out, man. Give give them a just give them a nod of appreciation because regardless of what people say, these sons are gonna look up to to either father figures or, or or some type of father energy to grow up as men, and 
if you got a mother that like you that understands, you know, what I'm saying some of the things, but every mother don't understand the same shit you understand zone. So they be they they either letting society build them or letting them do what they want to do. And last I checked, anytime you let a kid do what they want to do and you don't mold them, they out here they just gonna be whatever. The streets gonna raise them. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna be whatever. Like go and let them influence. And I'm all I'm, I'm a fan of trying to let people bump their head and stuff, but nowadays these kids bump their head and they got so much fucking pride that they're gonna bump their head and keep on keep on bumping their head. Like I was like, all right, how much how much you hit your damn head till you just gonna stop like all right, let me let you no know, let me chill, let me stop. Man, it, I don't know. I, I I don't know, man, because you don't get you don't get these lifetime moments back. You don't you, you don't you can't replay everything, you can't fix everything. So some of the mistakes people make. It'll, it'll, you have to be making up for that five, seven, ten years down the road, making up for them decisions you made now. And people don't understand that. So, shout out to people out there trying to raise their kids correctly. And for those who aren't, you know, I mean, just nobody's criticizing. We know parenting is a hard job, but you got to try to do better. If you know, if you know in your heart that you could be doing a better job, just try to do something. I ain't, ain't nobody said change the world, change one thing or something like that. Cause these kids, we, you never know what change can spark in these kids. If you change, if they see their mother or their father or anybody change one little toxic ass the way they have, they be like, you know what? My parent at least got enough, you know, strength as deep as they're in their ways to change something. That might help them change. As long as they see you stuck in their ways, they're going to be stuck in their ways too. That's just how it is. That's how it is, and then, you know, and I, I just uh, this Father's Day, man, I, I'm a, I, I appreciate the conversation we had first off, and it's a lot of questions and answers that you know with my own son that I, I need to have to have to want to answer, and you know, my daughter, and kids in general too. You know, it's just like they they don't understand uh, how this job is. It's so easy to have a baby, right? But culturing and I mean, uh, nurturing and cultivating these kids as they get older that's a that's a lifetime job. It's easy. It's easy to jump in out and you know, get your little freak on for a little minute, but it's a lot after that. And you know, people try their best to try to you know prepare them for this world. And it's a, it's not a it's not an easy job. So I mean, I don't know. I, I sound like a now I sound like a dad now. I'm, 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 you are I'm, dad. The episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to sound like a dad now. So let me let, let me just chill because then the week after I'm gonna be on some ratchet shit and they're gonna be like, what happened? Hey, I was a dad for this for the weekend, so chill out now. It's all it's all good, but <laughs> it's all good. We, we talk about everything, so I, I just show all of the sides of me, you know, on the, on these episodes. It's like it's like the it's like my alter ego. I'm, this is me down to earth here on forbidden flavors. I'm a little bit more professional and preppy on living here you know it's like that and it ain't, i'm still myself but i'm just like a little bit more you know tailored but this is me raw me and, and a lot of us have you know different aspects of ourselves so that's what makes everybody unique you know what i'm saying so um, I'm, I'm not born in any way so i try my best to be transparent on these airwaves and we have a good conversation though like it's my first time actually i think answering specific questions and it was kind of like oh man she got some good ones here so i was actually like okay but we're still not gonna be we're not gonna be fully scripted though but for stuff like this yeah i mean we we got a topic like that like these were tailored questions and i still didn't know what the question was going to be about uh specifically but it was it was a really it was a really good episode so all my fathers out there and my mother's out there playing the role of the, role of the fathers happy father's day uh we wish y'all not just today or not just this day um we all understand it's a seven day a week, 24, seven, 365 job. If you ain't in your, if you're not in your kid's life, try to get in your kid's life. Don't make the excuses to everybody can get, everybody can get over some type of barriers if, if they try to. Like, if you know, you put that woman through hell, 
It's your job to try to, you know, mend that fence. You can sit there and, and drop it to guard all you want to. You might get kids, you know, they'll try to, oh, I want my, I want this person. But that's the type of relationship you want where you're not healing, healing relationships. That, that relationship is going to be burnt, burnt too. There's no way to get around when you, when you don't try to close business, man. Cause like some people, they, oh, you know, uh, she ain't let me see him. Yeah, what you do though? How about you go correct the mistakes you made, and then you come with a with a different beat to your drum. You never know what might happen unless you just done something catastrophic that can never be forgiven, or you know, waited for twenty, thirty years, and they're like, "No, nah, fuck you, I don't like you no more." I don't know, man. <laughs> but but yeah, but thank you everybody. And uh, so you got any closing words for us? I, I don't even know we even had opinions. Well, I had opinions. But, hey, this is a good one. But you got any closing words for us before we before we wrap this thing up? Well, you know my saying. This is just <laughs> us. This is just our opinions. This was a different topic because I just felt like in line with Father's Day, this was like watching that episode touch so deeply on black men and fathers in general that, again, these are just solely our opinions, not his godfather, R.I.P. to Kevin Samuels, not the godfather guru of, of relationships. This is just a black man with his opinion that's not trying to be Kevin Samuels. This is a black person. I'm not going to say one because I'm going to be gender neutral. No, I'm kidding. But I'm a black woman that's not trying to be Oprah, Ayanna Van Zandt. Just my opinion, our opinions, and an everyday topic. I hope you think about the questions. I hope you watch the episode itself. I hope you think about your own relationship with your dad, yourself, your kid, and either learn from it. If you do, I'm glad you do. If you didn't, oh, well, that's on you. But we appreciate everybody that does take a chance to listen to us and our crazy rants. And we will <laughs> see y'all in maybe two, three weeks because we're going on a hiatus. Maybe. Hey, that for the public. They don't, they don't know nothing. Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but thank you, everybody. And if everybody wondering what episode we was talking about, Man in, Man in the Woods uh, for season the Blackish eight. Season 8, Man in the Woods. I think it's like the seventh episode or eighth episode. Something like I that. think it's but the eighth episode the, from the last. It's the second from the last episode of Blackish. So, so Man in the Right, man in the woods is what, what what we're talking about. So we thank everybody out there. And for the record, I am the second coming of Kevin Simons, the Godfather. Anyway, but <laughs> I'm always I'm not gonna let it get away with trying to say that, that that's not who I am because we'll keep the spirit alive, brother. Anyway, uh, thank everybody out there for listening. We hope everybody has a good Father's Day weekend. Um, yeah, this conversation was nothing sex related or toxicity and nothing like that but it's a good i thought it was a damn good conversation sex leads to a lot of things and that's sometimes having kids and sometimes being a parent and you know outside all the fun and gunning and you know riding and licking and sucking and all those things that you nasty people out there be doing this is the adult part of it that we're talking about today and i feel i feel damn good about it you know what i'm saying because we can all talk about all these freaky positions and sexual things people do but then the aftermath of that you know if you little naughties out there not using protection is you may have a, have a kid so you gotta know it's like uh like athletes right you can be on the court dunking and and dribbling and putting up 50 but then you you gotta have that gpa <laughs> You gotta have that 2.3 GPA like on Coach Carlos for you to be a, a, a student athlete. You know what I'm saying? So we give we we raising up GPAs with these conversations right here. So it's a lot more than just sex sometimes. So hope you all enjoyed the episode. We will catch you all in the next one. And I always say good morning, good afternoon, or good night, wherever you are in this world. Listen to Strictly Forbidden Favors podcast. We thank you all, and we will catch you all on the next one. Peace out. Have a good Father's Day weekend. We will talk to y'all later. Peace.
Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Please leave an honest review, subscribe, and share. Listen to us on all platforms. Follow us and ask questions on Twitter at Marquis Podcast Mailbag. Follow us on IG at Flavor In Your Ear Podcast. And like our Facebook page, Flavor In Your Ear Podcast. For exclusive content, info, special offers, and free entry into our monthly giveaways, send your email address to flavorinyourear247 at gmail.com to join our email list. If you're anxious, we have a snippet following our next episode's topic. Peace and love.